This is episode 12. Be your own hero. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. going on Sleeks, it is Eric here and I'm here with Ilan. Ilan, how are you doing? Hey, how's it? I am great and it's really awesome to be here on another podcast edition. Yeah. I love today's topic. This is number 11 and today's topic is be your own hero. And I want to start with a quote. Charles Bukowski said, nobody can save you but yourself and you're worth saving. It's not a war easily won, but if anything is worth winning, then this is it. Wow, that's power. And it's absolutely true, Eric. Like, I mean, something that I always like to say and that I've believed is that nobody can possibly care about you as much as you can, okay? Mm. No therapist, no doctor, no coach, no specialist, no husband, no wife, daughter, even a family member. It's simply impossible. But I want to emphasize the word can because a lot of people might not care about themselves enough. Yeah. So there's no guarantee but in terms of potential, nobody can care about you as much as you can. So you have the ultimate power and nobody is coming to save you. Mm. You have to save yourself. You know, people have certain agency over themselves. Yes. We can't control people. We can only try and help someone in need. But at the end of the day, like if you take people with addiction mm. or, you know, whatever it might be, you can only provide so much help and support. Yeah. Ultimately, it's going to come down to that person and the decisions that they make. Absolutely. No, I, think it's, I think it's really important that we always go out and seek as much help as we can from others. Sure. Like having a strong support system, having mentors, having coaches, it really is a, a game changer. If you look at the most successful athletes and businessmen and, and women in the world, they all have coaches, they all have mentors, all of those kind of things. But before, all of the, before they have all that, underneath all of that lies someone who knows that it's up to them to make it happen. Absolutely, like you, you're 100% correct. There is definitely a place for those support structures. But ultimately, I think what people need to do is they need to shift the script. Mm. You know, if you think about the concept of self-reliance, for example. Yes. You know, it's shifting the script from, you know, often what we do is we outsource things to third parties. Mm -hmm. We want other people to make our problems go away. Okay. You know, you'll, oh, you know, for example, you know, do, do you expect your romantic partner to make you happy? Yes. You know, or, you know, do you know? Do you say people um, are stupid when they don't buy your products or services? You know, but like if you put it to health and fitness, mm. for example, you know, do you, are you the type of person who says I can't, you know, train without a partner or a personal trainer? Or I've got poor genetics, or my exactly. family doesn't support me. Or I'll never stick to my eating plan if I can't check in regularly with my coach or my mm. dietitian. So what you're doing is you're outsourcing your success. Yes. You're outsourcing the potential of your you're giving success. away your power. Exactly, you're giving away your power and ultimately what you're doing is you're creating an opportunity to blame someone or something else. And I think being part of being your own hero is very much about accepting responsibility for your actions and your yes, own life. absolutely. And not looking to shift 
the blame. Yeah. To me, that's a key concept. Absolutely. Like it really, it comes down to the fact that no one is going to do it for you. If you want to make something happen, you have to figure out how to take control and do it for yourself. 100%. And we got some quotes from the community. Okay, cool. We asked the community on Facebook ahead of this podcast. We said, what do you guys think it means to be your own hero? Mm. We got a ton of responses. Obviously, we can't share them all with you on this podcast. So we just picked out a couple. Um, We'll read some of them to you. We'll discuss them and keep talking about the topic. Um, You know, Raquel Flores says... Be your own hero means that I always have the ability to change my own life around. I have it within myself to be better and stronger. I can always rely on me to save. Wow, that's powerful. I always have the ability to change my life. I always have the ability. Yeah, emphasis always been I, I, I. I'm taking the responsibility. And the fact that she always has it. Like there's always something that you can do to make your life better, no matter how bad the circumstances are. You could have the worst genetics in the world. You could have the worst luck in the world. You could have the worst family members and friends in the world. There's always something that you can do to improve your circumstances in some way. That's really powerful. And I have it with myself to be better and stronger. So her belief is also that even if, I'm not as good or I'm not as strong as I want to be right now. I always have it within myself to be better and to be strong. I know I can get better even if I'm not there yet. Exactly. And Chuma, you know, exp- you know, very energetically expressing a similar concept is saying it's about me through and through. Mm. So she's taking responsibility. I exercise. I eat that food. I'm the one who triumphs. Wow. I'm the one who's proud of myself. I need to show up for myself. No one is coming to save me but me. That's amazing. I, I like to, I am the one who triumphs, you know, and I guess we also, we're the ones who fail. We're sure. the ones who let ourselves down. Sure. And it just comes to us. So we, we got to choose, are we going to, are we going to let ourselves down or are we going to be the one who, who triumphs and who does what we need to do? But also in terms of control, like she's basically saying, I'm the one who puts the food in my mouth. Mm. You know, I'm the one who actually does the exercise. Yes. And I that, show up. Once again, is taking absolute responsibility and you know she needs to show up for herself and you know I think that that's extremely powerful so Keshni Keshni for is saying being your own hero means showing yourself real love by developing your own values and staying true to any commitments that you've made to yourself do what you say you're going to do and feel proud of yourself confident in your character in the end heroes are all about the intention consistency and compassion I love that. That's very cool. I love that. And I, I can identify with that a lot in terms of my own story. Because, you know, people want to always ask me what my goal is. Or, for example, sometimes, you know, when I don't feel 100% about my body or my health. Like, for me, what it's really about is that whole idea that Keshni's expressed here where she says it's about staying true to any commitments you've made to yourself. So I wrote a post about this a long time ago called congruency. Yes. And, you know, I think Dr. Demartini also uses that word congruency or being incongruent. Mm. It's not a word people often know or understand what it means. Mm. But for me, congruency is basically if I've decided this is the kind of life that I want to live. If I'm living in a different way, there's something in me that doesn't feel at peace. Yeah. There's something in me that doesn't feel quite right. So, for example, let's say I put a few kgs on over the holidays because I didn't eat well. I know that it's not going to disappear in a week. Mm. I know that it's not going to disappear in two weeks. I know it's going to take some time for, and work for me to undo that. But quite frankly, 
as soon as I start following through on the right actions, yeah. I immediately feel better. Like I haven't necessarily lost those two or three kilograms, but as soon as I start accumulating days where, okay, I've eaten healthy, I've gone to the gym, I've got into bed at a reasonable time, I've done straight away, my mood shifts even before I've, I've reached the end goal. And you start feeling like you, you're living your values again, right? Like Absolutely. I think it's a large part about our identity. Like, you know, sure. do we identify as fit and healthy people? And if we do, when we, we no longer take uh, fit or healthy actions, then we don't feel like that identity is true anymore. And we feel that there's some disconnect or incongruency yep. with what we say we want to do or say who we are versus what we're actually doing. And also trust and self-belief. Mm. You know, it's really hard if, you know, you, if you can't trust yourself. Yeah. I think people start to feel bad about themselves. Mm. You know, typically what I'll see with clients or, or people that we've worked with in the community over the years is when someone makes a promise to themselves, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, not have alcohol for the next 30 days. Yeah. And then they end up having a drink and then they feel really terrible yeah. about themselves. And sometimes it's just a result of unrealistic expectations. Yes. That they've set for themselves. But ultimately, I think, you know, people also talk about the concept of grit. Yeah. You know, when you look at like successful people in life, the word grit comes up. Yeah. And once again, you know, grit for me is that ability, is something that uh, muscle that you can almost build to try and follow through on the commitments mm, that you yeah. make for yourself. Like being tough and, and willing to stick it out. Yes, like doing what you said you would do. I, I like what you said about um, sticking to your commitments and it's almost like you're earning respect for yourself. Uh, there, there's a, someone said this to me a long time ago, a quote, um, near the beginning of my journey, it changed everything for me. and. What they said was something along the lines of, if you can't stick to your own commitments for yourself, if you can't keep your own promises to yourself, then how can anyone believe that you're going to keep your promises to them? Yep. How can anyone trust you and rely on you if you can't trust yourself? Sure. And this changed everything for me because all of a sudden, anytime I said I was going to do something, I sure as hell made sure I did it. Like no matter how hard it was, no matter how much I hated it, I just... I refuse to break that trust for myself because I want other people to be able to trust me as well. Sure. Now, it's a slippery slope because you, sometimes in life you just simply overcommit. Yes. Like you just, you, you, you say you're gonna do something and you simply can't do it. But the reason why this also helped me was because it made me think twice about the commitments I make sure. to myself and to other people. So I won't promise something to someone else if I don't truly believe that I'm very likely to do it. Absolutely. And the same for myself. And I think this has helped me with getting away from being all or nothing. I've, I've come to be more accepting with uh, just looking for progress, looking for something better than nothing. Like, yes. I, I'm not saying I set the, my, my bar low because yes. I have quite a high standard for myself. But I, I've come to learn what realistic looks like for me and know my own personal abilities. I think that's critical. That is absolutely critical. Because, for example, you know, someone... Let's say someone who is an emotional eater, mm. okay, and someone who's going through a really tough time in their life, and they say to themselves, you know what, I'm not going to buy a chocolate tonight. You know, like, they might still. Mm. And so we're not saying, okay, now you're a weak person because yeah. you broke that commitment to yourself. It could be, you know, you can listen to podcasts we've done on our environment design. 
you know, Sleek Geek is all about teaching people how to build healthy habits. It might just be that you don't yet have the tools in your toolkit to be able to know how to manage that. That's you fair. Know, we've done podcasts in the past about how to manage stress and mm. emotional eating. And, you know, people, maybe their only tool is through food. Yeah. So what we're saying here is when you want to build this kind of resilience, it's a process. Yeah. It's like a muscle. You know, we've talked about it in, in past podcasts, willpower, for example. Reflection, willpower. Willpower and gross. discipline are, are muscles that in the same way you don't go into the gym one day, do five bicep curls and have phenomenally incredible biceps. Yeah. You have to regularly go to the gym and you have to regularly do those bicep curls. And progress slowly to have time. Pro exactly. Yeah. So what you must understand is if you are finding it hard to keep your word to yourself, just persevere because it is, it is a muscle that you can build over time. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a very valid point, yeah. Yeah, because we don't want people to feel shit about it. Oh, can we swear? It's our <laughs> podcast, we can <laughs> say that. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so... We don't want people to feel really bad about it. I think really that's our first swear word, so, Yeah, I think that's our first swear word on a Sleeky podcast. Maybe, maybe it's because of the shots of tequila. No, we didn't. We didn't have shots of tequila. <laughs> but, but the point being, like, you know, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it if you struggle to keep those commitments. You should just try and persevere. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, you as an individual have to find the happy medium because if you continually let yourself off the hook, yeah. then you're also not really going to progress. So to play devil's advocate here, let's use your example of buying a chocolate at the shops. We know that, for example, if you go to the shops while you're hungry, you're more likely to buy junk food. It's been much more appealing to you, much sure. more attractive. You'll have less quote-unquote willpower to manage it. But if you have a big meal, you feel full, you feel satisfied, and then you go to the shops, you sure. are far less likely to go and just randomly buy a chocolate or two and put them in your basket because sure. you're just not hungry. So that's a good example of like knowing your limitations and knowing how you can... Uh, get around using commitments or whatever, but sure. but our devil's advocate. Some people say they just can't go to the shops and not buy this. They're too weak. They don't yes. have the willpower. Yes. But I promise you, if someone was standing behind you with a gun to your head exactly. and they said, "Do not buy that chocolate," yes, you won't buy that chocolate. Exactly. Now that's a very extreme example, but the reason I use it is because it's 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 a good example of how much you value your commitments and your word. Some people have, have a very, very high associated value with keeping their word yeah. and being congruent with who they are and their values. And some people don't put as much emphasis on that. Now, it doesn't mean that they, they are less ethical people or anything like that. Yeah. It just means they perhaps aren't as mindful of what their values are and what their commitments are and how important it is sure. to them. Yeah, and, and I think also, you know, it can be cyclical. Mm. Like, I think, you know, I don't, I don't see what you do in your spare time, but like my impression. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. But my impression, my impression over the last eight, nine years is your journey has been very much one of like real consistency. Mm. You know, whereas you've seen my journey has been lots of ups and downs and, you know, I, I put on some, I lose some, I put mm. on some, you know, you, you seem to remain fairly static. So what I'm saying is I go through phases where I call it my rubber arm, you know, like sometimes my rubber arm can be twisted a little bit more easily <laughs> yeah. than other times. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's got to do with what's going on in my life. Yeah. It's got to do with how I'm feeling about myself. It's got to do with a lot of things, but that's the reality. I think it's good for people to see that. Sure. But at least I know that like 
you know, we have the tools to manage that. And it's actually a choice. Yeah. Like I am making a choice mm. because like if you do not eat that chocolate, nobody dies. Yes. You know, if you can That's have, true. if you can have those 10 seconds of courage mm. to say no, it's almost like, you know, a change of state. Normally, like for anyone who's been a smoker before, I mean, I was a chain smoker for 16 years Yeah. and giving up smoking was one of the hardest things that I ever did. Mm. But when that craving came on, because I quit cold turkey, when that craving came on, I found that if I could just get through those 10 minutes or so, mm. then it would ultimately go away. It's that defining moment, right? Like yes. literally, if you can just take, like seize control of that, that moment, seize the moment. If you're standing there in the queue at checkout and you're surrounded by yes. all this junk food, yes. and all you need to do is, you just got to make it through that queue. Like making it through that queue could be the difference between, you know, 500 calories extra or not. And it's, it's kind of like to make it relatable, like imagine, you know, you're back in high school and you've got this major crush on this guy or girl and you just want to go and ask them out. Mm. And it's like you've been waiting for weeks and weeks and months and months, maybe even years and years to ask them out. And you just know you just need 10 seconds of courage to walk over there and say hi. Yeah. And the rest could be history. Exactly, your life could change. Exactly, and the same can happen. That that's a defining moment. Those ten seconds of courage can change the trajectory of your life forever. Now, absolutely, maybe buying a chocolate, not buying a chocolate, is it's not as big a deal as that. But done consistently over time, year after year, it can. I think. I think. I think. What also comes into that is psychologically, mm. as humans, we are more programmed to you know to to want instant gratification. Yeah. So we're more, we're more programmed to think about like the pleasure I'm going to get right now. I need the relief. I need the pleasure. Versus the pain I might experience in the future. Or your long-term goals. Exactly. It's like, you know, I used to love that, you know, that quote, do something that your future self will thank you for. Nice. You know, everything that you're doing is like, you know, you're doing something that your future self is going to thank you for. But as human beings, I was listening to, I can't remember his name, unfortunately. It was at one of those Discovery Health leadership conferences. He's one of these world-famous cognitive, uh, behavioral cognitive thinkers. Mm. He's a real genius. And he was saying that as human beings, we find it very hard in the moment to think about the future consequence. Mm. Sure. But you've almost, got, you've almost got to try and train yourself to do Well, that's, that's something that helped me on my journey. Yes. Is I like to pause. You know, often we teach our clients with most things is to slow things down. Pause, so slow things if down you're having that craving, balance. I like to pause and think, okay, hang on a second. Do I really need this? Wait 10 minutes. Like, what is the consequence of this? Yeah, compare. What, what is the trade-off? Like, if, yeah. you, if you say yes to this chocolate, what are you saying no to? You're saying no to maybe your goals. Not making progress. Yes. And then what I try and do is I try and wire into the pain. Mm. Like, I know, you know, Tony Robbins, he always says people either run away from pain or they move towards pleasure. Yeah, that's true. Now, I know that like in a lot of our conversations, maybe, you know, I don't put words in your mouth, but you seem to be on the side of moving towards pleasure more than away yeah, from pain. Yeah, if you can, if you've got a choice, for sure. But I find like I operate better on moving away from pain. For sure. So for me, the pain of how I felt emotionally when I was overweight, when I was mm. unhealthy, that's a pain that I don't want to experience. I see. And then like that is what actually in that moment makes me think, you know what? This is not worth that pain. I like know? that. And we actually make a decision in that moment there. Exactly. It's not so easy every time. Mm. Um, you know, I think there was one of the comments on, on one of the threads where I posted asking people and someone said they were diabetic and they basically, they, they cured the diabetes through the nutrition 
And now yeah. they say to themselves, you know, what do they want more? Like the chocolate or to like lose a leg or a finger or, mm. you know, an arm or whatever it might There's be. It's good to kind of think, you know, it all comes down to do what you, you say you're going to do and feel proud about yourself. Absolutely. That's from Kashni. I think it's really important. And just one more quote I want to add there. I can't remember verbatim, but in Game of Thrones, there was a time where someone asked someone, can you be brave when you feel afraid or while feeling afraid? And the person responded, that is the only time you can be brave. Yes. So bravery is not about being this brave person who everyone admires and look up to and it comes naturally to them. Being brave is about facing this really difficult and challenging situation and choosing to overcome it, no matter how hard it seems to be. Absolutely, and I've got a good personal analogy for that because most people, they never believe me, but for <clears> most of my adult life, I had a bit of social anxiety. Um, I wasn't able to go and approach people and talk to them, like in a nightclub or in a bar or in a social setting. And it's not only girls, like even guys. Mm. I just basically, I wasn't able, because I had so much fear. Yeah. And, you know, what I did learn is that everyone has fear. Yes, everyone like, their own stuff. Every guy who goes and approaches a girl at a bar has some level of fear. Yeah. Whereas I told myself, that guy, he doesn't have any fear. Yeah. But what you've just said resonated with me now because the courage that he had was to go through that fear to the mm. other side. You know, and often, you know, Robin Sharma always says, run towards your fear. Yeah. You know, and most of the time, what we really want out of life lies on the other side. Mm of that fear. I think there was, a, there was another quote by, um, oh, the book is called The Art of Courage. He even came yes. to speak to us at the Sleeky yes, Dinner. Simon, Simon, Simon Atkin. Simon Atkin. And his quotes went something along the book, have the courage to do something that's greater than your fear of, of um, failure. Like, m make your desire and your courage, your 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 reason behind wanting to overcome this challenge greater than your fear of failure. And it's something along those lines. And that's how he uh, defined the art of courage. And it, it's just simply about looking at all the things that could go wrong and just wanting it badly enough to overcome that. Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm always uh, in my coaching style. I'm not really a tough love kind of person. Yeah. Like I'm very empathetic with people and their situations and being, an emotional eater myself still mm. like I, I have a lot of empathy but what I have realized is at some point if you do want to get certain results mm. you have to find a way you have to yeah to, you gotta you've got to find a way to man up and do it yeah you know like you've got to suck it up and yeah. because otherwise you can't you can't have them both you know as you've said in other in other podcasts everything's a trade-off mm. you know in order to have one thing you know, you must decide in order to say yes to one thing, you got to say no to another thing. Yes. So, you know, you can't necessarily have your cake and eat it. So, so sucking it up might not necessarily be just about, um, wanting something bad enough, yeah. but it's just, it, it, you want it enough that the trade-offs are acceptable. You're willing to give certain things up. Sure. You know, I want a Ferrari, but I don't want a Ferrari so badly that I'm willing to sell everything I've got and put myself into 20 years of debt to get one. Exactly. I'm not willing to give all that up to get a Ferrari. So I want exactly. a Ferrari, but I don't want it that badly that I'm willing to give it up. But for you, you might be, okay, I really want to get control of my weight. I really want to get the hang of this emotional eating. What do I need? What am I willing to give up to do this? Am I willing to give up an hour of TV to go to the gym? Am I willing to 
just stop buying chocolates and bringing them home so there's no junk food in the house. Yeah. Am I willing to go to bed an hour early or wake up an, early, an hour early uh, instead of getting that extra sleep? You've got to decide what are the trade-offs you're willing to give up. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Exactly. It doesn't mean you have to, like, you know, if you're, if you're eating a chocolate a day, just make it, have one on the weekend. Yes. You know, and you, know, you don't have to, like, never have a chocolate ever again. I like that. Let's see another quote here from Bernie's Bilton. Bernie says, be your own hero means you're the only one who can make the change and choose to be the best version of yourself. Once again, repeating. I like how she says choose to be the best version of yourself. Yeah, you. that like is actually the choosing. It's a choice. Um, you know, because I, I think a lot of us walk around with all these doubts and uh, in a way, like we're often our own biggest critics. Sure. You know? Like if, if you actually think about the way some of us speak to ourselves, and I know this because it used to be me, and I've managed to train myself to get out of this. Yes. But we would beat ourselves up so badly about the smallest things. And the way I help my own clients overcome this now is I say to them, okay, those words you just said about yourself, I want you to imagine your sister or your mother or your best friend or your brother or your daughter or whatever, they just screwed up and they're busy blaming themselves. Saying, oh, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. I'm pathetic. I hate myself. I'm so useless. What would you do? Would you like, climb on and join in yeah oh, you completely worthless you suck you feel so bad probably not like you're probably going to support them and say like they're going to try and beat themselves up and you'll go hang on like it's actually not as bad as it seems you sure. aren't the worst person in the world everyone does that don't worry yeah but we never do that to ourselves absolutely like, we don't choose to help ourselves, we don't choose to be the best version the of ourselves. On ourselves. So, you know, rather than being your own biggest critic, see how you can be your own biggest fan and sure. try and be, try and choose to be the best version of yourself. And also, you know, like what I really like about Bernice's uh, choice of word there with choosing is that I honestly think that, you know, you need to act on life rather than life acting on you. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of you need to go through life actively, not passively. Mm. So, you might imagine this people you know, think about people you know, some people are on the front foot. Yeah. Some people, they take the actions to try and influence their lives. It's like proactive. They know what they need to do. And some people, some people like to just let life happen to them. Mm. So, you know, for example, I remember in the corporate setting, um, I'd, always, I'd always remember like if there was a situation that needed handling mm. and I wanted a certain outcome, I found that I would be the I should be the one sending the email with the proposed solution mm. to that outcome because if I was waiting for my boss to decide, it might be an outcome that I didn't like. Yeah, you know, or so, never arrive. Exactly. So, so you need to really be active in this life, not passive. And you know, for me, that victim mentality leaves you quite impotent and and passive. You know, where you can rather take responsibility and you know rely less on on the external. And you know, so I think. You know, I think it's very important to change that script, to stop outsourcing to third parties your own fate. Mm. And it's a whole different mentality. Like, you know, just here's some examples. You know, a victim might like ask how long it's going to take to feel good. Mm. But, you know, a hero decides to feel good even if things are not so great. Yeah. You know, a victim wallows in self-pity where a hero might comfort others. Mm. You know, a victim's jealous of someone else's success, whereas a hero might be inspired by it. Mm. You know, uh, and most of all, a victim argues with life, whereas a hero embraces it. So it all comes down to like how much, like how you frame con- things, how, how much control you give yourself, how much, um, 
How do I say it? Like how much power you you allow to yourself to have? Sure. Because most people that their team just give away all their power. They, sure. They, as you said, they outsource it. But they will blame a lot. If you look at the number of things that happen in the world, we have very very little control over how over what happens in our lives. Like in any minute of every day, there's something that could happen that could interrupt what you're doing right now. Sure. That you have no control over. But what you do have control over is your mindset and your own personal actions and your own personal emotions and responses to things. So don't give that away as well. You have so little control already. Don't give more of it away. Rather see what can you take control of that, what is in your control and then seize that control. Actually take action. Yeah, I mean, especially now living in a COVID world. For sure. I mean, lots change. This is one of those situations that, you know, we can't, we can't control that that happened. Yeah. Um, and it's been hard for people to deal with. Absolutely. A lot of people are struggling with uh, mental wellness issues around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no matter who you are, it's been a difficult time. Yeah. But we still do have some power. I mean, I look at you. you how we handle it. You, 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 like you've shown on the community that you took quite a hit when it came to the anxiety and the stress around COVID. Sure. But now you can also, on a daily basis, you're designing your day to help you manage your anxiety. Sure. Like literally from the moment you wake up to the, the, the moment you go to sleep, you're being conscious and, and effortful about what you do to manage the stress of COVID rather than say, oh, COVID's here, let me just hide away. Yeah, I mean, like I, I must say, like if I look at both and you and me in terms of like you know success leaves clues. Mm. Like I'm not saying we're the most successful people in the world, but like we're both action takers. Yeah. Like I'm very good at taking action. Yeah. You know, if I find out that I have a problem, I'm very quick at straight away finding solutions, looking for solutions, implementing the solutions, and giving it a try. Yeah. And giving it a try and taking action. Yeah. I think another test that people can do, you know, around this topic of being your own hero, if you're sitting here and you're listening to this, mm. because sometimes. You know, some people are self-aware, other people aren't. But if you catch yourself constantly, whenever anything happens in life, if you're looking to blame something external. Yeah. You know, if you're always looking to say, oh, it's the government. Oh, it was that person. Oh, it was my partner. Mm. Oh, it was because my, you know, my, my, my nutrition coach didn't WhatsApp me that week. Or, yeah. You know, whatever it is, like, if you're constantly looking to outsource responsibility for the things in your life, then, you know, I think that's something that you seriously need to like reflect on. Yeah, it'll slow you down on this journey. Like it it really will, it'll it'll make progress so much slower. It will set you back constantly over and over again because you'll be sitting around waiting for something to happen. Whereas the reality is if you want to be your own hero, you have to wake up every day and say how, like what do I need to do today to move forward? How can I take action regardless of the situation to move forward and achieve my goals? And anyone can be a superhero. Like, I love, there's a quote from Christopher Reeve. Um, you know, he played Superman. Unfortunately, he was, you know, mm. bound to a wheelchair after an accident. And, you know, he says, a hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. I like that. That's really powerful. You know, it's a, an ordinary person who yeah. finds the strength to persevere despite obstacles. And an analogy I like to use here is I ask people, who do you think is the most inspiring person? Because it's like you always try to inspire people, right? Sure. Like that's a, absolutely the core that's part. That's why I got inspired tattooed on my arm. Exactly. It's the core part of being a sleeky is to actually inspire others. And people then say, oh, I'm not inspirational. But then I asked them, okay, let's have a look at, let's say a personal trainer. You go see a personal trainer doing a workout. They do a crazy difficult workout. It's clearly a very high level of skill and fitness. It's extremely impressive. But 
It doesn't inspire you. But yeah. then you go see a disabled person doing a workout. Jeez, or yeah. a 90-year-old grandma doing That'll a workout. That'll go viral on the internet. It's or so inspiring. a 14-year-old girl doing a workout. And you watch those people doing what is difficult to them, yes. levels of workouts. And that is far more inspirational because it's hard for them. It's not easy. It does not come naturally to them. Yes. So if you're wondering how you can inspire others or just how you can be a hero, mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be easy. Absolutely. It's a thing. It's doing difficult things that make you heroic and yeah. being your own hero. Yeah, it's I mean, supposed like, to be difficult. Even if you think about like, you know, superheroes, the characteristics of superheroes are traditionally things like saving, rescuing, mm. You know, showing courage when faced with a problem. Sacrificing. Helping others in various ways. And I'm saying, like, why can't that be you doing that for you? Yes. We all have superpowers. But, you know, I think we also all have an imposter syndrome. I mean, as human beings, we're kind of programmed. It's, it's kind of sad that a lot of people walk around feeling like they're not good enough. Yeah. You know, it's... it's most people look at, look at the flaws, right? Even successful people. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is a sad thing that often, you know, we'll get you know, a hundred compliments and one person will criticize us and that is the only thing that we can think about. Get stuck in our head for days. Or, you know, everyone is kind of um, reinforcing the idea that you're intelligent. Mm. One person says you're stupid and you're walking around the whole time questioning, thinking, you know, am I stupid? Yeah. Like, it is a strange part of human psychology. It is, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about, you know, how to deal with that, but it's just, it's, it's a human condition. Sure. That we tend to focus. I think it's a perspective. It's just, yeah, so what, what do you focus on? Like how, and what do you value? You know, like, are you valuing the compliments? Are you actually listening to them and internalizing them? Sure. Or are you only doing that to the criticism? But what I do believe about that is, I think the things that you believe about yourself will hurt you most. Yeah. So if your script, if you feel unattractive, mm. and a few people say you're attractive, and one person says you're unattractive, you're going to give a lot more power to that if you believe in yourself. It's true. It hurts that more. That's yeah. the, it hurts more. Yeah. They've hit a nerve. because So ultimately, a lot of this in terms of being your own hero is not just an external thing. It's an internal thing. It's very much about the belief, your mindset. Know, yeah. self-love, self-belief, knowing that you're enough mm. um, and carrying your life you know, through in that way. And also finding ways to prove to yourself that you're that, you're that kind of person. Exactly. You know, I mean, there's a lot to be said for having a positive mindset, but you also have to have to, a positive set of actions to back it up if you want to be yes. rock solid. Evidence. That's confidence. Like real unshakable confidence comes from knowing that you're doing, uh, you, you are being the person you say you are, who you think you are. Absolutely. I mean, even like when, you know, when, when, when we're doing Sleek Geek projects, um, what Eric and I, you know, we often don't know what the outcome when we launch a new product or something like that is going to be. And, you know, Eric always very wisely will say something like, you know what? Let's make a list of all the things we can do. And once we've done those things, no matter the outcome, we'll know that we did our best. Mm. You know, and I think that that's once again, you know, the way that you've got to approach life. You, you can't always influence the outcome. Yeah. But all you can do is you can try and say, these are the actions I'm going to take. You take the actions. You just know deep down, you've done what you've done, you've got to do. At least, you know, you've done what you could do. I mean, COVID is a great example of that. You know, we're worried. We didn't know what to expect. Like we knew everyone's going to suffer from finances sure everyone's gonna be stressed we don't know how people are gonna react to the health and fitness so we're worried and we said okay look there's nothing we can do about covid but here's what we can do from our own personal and business perspective and we just check those boxes and 
that was all we could do. And thankfully, it worked out okay. Sure. Let's see what Shemaine Stewart Steer says as one of the comments from the community. Being your own hero means doing the best you can and not expecting to achieve what someone else does because you are you and you need to love who you are. Be happy with you and look after you. You also need a hero, so be your own hero. Mm. And I love that. Everyone needs a hero. I love that because it's about not comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Which is probably the main, the main concept in this quote, is that you're kind of setting your own bar. Yeah. You're kind of like... It, 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 how do you say it? Like you, I mean, you're, not, you're not living life in isolation, but you're focusing on you. Yes. Like, let's say you're the, the only tool you have right now. How can you make it happen? Yes. Uh, everyone else is a bonus. If you have a coach, that's great. If you have a friend, that's great. If you have a supporter partner, that's great. Sure. If you get lucky, that's great. Uh, but what, what can you do by yourself? You versus you. Yeah, I mean, like, let's say right now you can only one, run one kilometer. Yeah. It's not about worrying about the fact that, you know, you can't run 10 kilometers. Yeah, someone else is out there running 100 k's. Exactly. Like, it's about you thinking, how can I now run two kilometers? Exactly. How can I now run three kilometers? And, you know, that is also part of being your own hero is making sure that, you know, you comparing yourself to you on that, on that hero's journey. And looking at the progress. Because, I mean, okay, maybe you can only run one kilometer, but... Maybe last month you couldn't even run one kilometer. Maybe you've actually made an improvement. Sure. You know, when, you, when you're chasing your goal, it's kind of like chasing the horizon. The horizon's always moving. Yep. Like, no matter how far you run or how fast you move, you'll never reach the horizon. And that's kind of the goal. So when we have a goal for ourselves, sure. we always end up moving the goalposts. Yeah. You know, like, okay, first you just want to lose two kilograms, then five kilograms, then 10 kilograms, then you want to run this, then you want to do that. So it's important to actually stop and look back at how far you come, because that's often the very best measure of your progress. Yeah. You can see how far you've come versus how far you still have to go. Absolutely, and I think another really key aspect for me of being your own hero in terms of self-reliance is, you know, like I love Tony, Tony Robbins has got this great quote where he says, you know, we don't lack resources, we lack resourcefulness. Mm. There's, 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 there's infinite resources out that. there. People just aren't necessarily resourceful. Powerful. So for me, what I found on my journey, and I'm sure that it's been the same for you, is that this journey, you know, people are so confused. Keto, veganism, carnivore, you know, what's the right diet? Banting, I don't know what to do. Like ultimately, I think that this journey is a lot about self-experimentation. Mm. And it's a lot about doing your own research, um, you know, learning how to find info, learning how to interrogate info. You know, like, we, you know, we, we, we once again, if we're just asking people to give us the solutions, we're outsourcing yeah. our, our power. It's that same, I mean, I've used this analogy before, you know, if your kids are at school, would you rather that they learn parrot fashion so mm. that they can get an A for their exam? Yeah. Or would you rather that they're taught to think for themselves? Yeah. Obviously, it makes it harder. Um, you know, it makes it a longer process. But ultimately, you know, there's that other, you know, Ramit Sethi always says, sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. Mm. So you know, maybe a slightly slower process which gets you lifelong results and helps mm. you build a healthy lifestyle for life is going to be faster than you constantly spinning your wheels mm. for the next 20 years trying to find the right diet. That's true. So, you know, when it comes to being your own hero, I think it's also a lot like, you know, just, you know, in a, in a news, in a fake news, for example, is an yeah. example of that, believing everything that's shared on the internet, yeah. you know, like develop the powers to question um, and, and reason I think and something that, that you and I do very well and, and it's, it's been partly why we've enjoyed 
leading the Sleeky community over the years because as we've gone on our own journey, we've just tried stuff. Yes. Like, you know, we weren't fit and healthy people. We weren't nutrition coaches. We, we aren't personal trainers. But we know a lot of really useful information because we've tried and failed and tried and failed. And each time we did something, we learned from it. And we actually figured out, okay, what didn't work and why? Absolutely. What did work and how can I do more of that? And if you look at where we are now, neither us follows any specific kind of diet. If you ask me what kind of diet you're on, I'd be like, I, I can't tell you. It's not paleo, it's not banter, sure, it's right. not effort for macros. It's like this blend of all the different experiences I've had over the years. The same for training. Sure. My training style is unique. And it's because I've tried stuff, failed, and learned from it. And to me, that is being my own hero. Like, I've, I've gone out and I've actually experimented and figured out what I need to do. Because nobody knows you better than you. Exactly. Like, that's also, you know, the way, when we coach people, like, one of the things as part of the Sleeky coaching model is it's not about we saying, hey, here's how you can be more like me. Mm. Or, hey, you know, like, this is what you must do. Yeah, like, I'm awesome. Your life sucks. Come be more like me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just about working with someone so they can find out what best works for them and fits in their life. into their lifestyle. And I who think you, like, who do you want to be more like? Like, it doesn't have to be like us, but how can we help you become a better version of yourself? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered like most of, that's good. most of what we can say. I mean, I don't know, is there anything else that you, that you want to add on this topic? No, I love it. I think, I think the main thing is to remember, like, you know, no one's coming to save you. If you want to do something, if you want to accomplish something, you have to take responsibility for your actions. You have to be your own hero. Yeah, only you can do it. And I think I'm going to end with um, just a quick quote from one of my favorite poets, Rumi, mm. um, to end the podcast. And he says, this universe is not outside of you. Look inside yourself. Everything that you want, you already are. And on that powerful quote, thank you very much for joining us today. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.